welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And today we are talking about Every Time a Bell Rings. Mm-hmm. This was on the Hallmark Movies Now channel. Yes, which which we didn't have. We had to do the the seven day free trial to watch this one. Yeah, I think there's just there's like a lot of older ones on there, so uh, we we didn't have the need for it. But, but I we, we I mean West Brown, we had to do it for old West Brown. We had to do it uh, when I had heard about this movie coming out. I didn't know it was gonna not be on the Hallmark Channel, so I you know was waiting for the premiere, and then I was like, oh, Hallmark movies now. Well, guess we got to do it. Well, Stephanie. Since we did watch it on the Hallmark movies now, we finished watching it. I'm ready for your your opinion about this one. Is this a movie that you would sit down, put on your cozy socks, and watch again? Is this one that you know you'd have on in the background while you trim the tree, which I actually don't know what trimming the tree is, or is this one that you would never ever watch again? Well, since we only have the seven-day free trial, if I wanted to watch it again, I would need to do <laughs> it true. very soon. Um, and, you know, we might just have to, you know, do a subscription. I don't like the sound of that. For, for Hallmark movies now because I would watch this movie again. Okay. All right. Yes. This movie, I was already excited about it. And we'll talk about it in full, but... By the end of the movie, I was uh, a sobbing mess, uh, we'll say. You were even crying like as we were getting ready for the podcast, (laughs) like tears started coming into your eyes. I was like, I don't want to talk about this movie. Um, But I do because, yes, it was was really good. It was really touching. I did not expect to cry so much. I did not expect it to be such an emotional uh, roller coaster for me. But but it was. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and and I adore Wes Brown and and Aaron Cahill mm-hmm. and Allie Liebert and yeah so what about what about you would you watch this one again before before our seven day free trial is, is up uh I don't think I would watch it again I, I think this is one I think this one is going to be on in the background for me I would you know I'd watch a lot of it but it just it didn't click for me I, I didn't fall in love with it I, I loved I like the main premise of this film I like that it was so different um, and we're going to get into all of that, obviously, but I, I just couldn't connect like I wanted to with some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, this one would be, uh, you know, I'd have it on, I'd look up every once in a while while I was, you know, knitting socks or something, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was okay for me. It was good. It wasn't bad by any means, but it was just, you know, it was good. It was good. Not great. Yeah. No. So this one was, uh, I, I was when it started, I was already excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. So then it starts, and I felt the same way you felt. It took me a while to connect to these characters. For some reason, um, I don't know. It just felt like maybe it took it took a while for the the characters to show themselves to me. Well, there's a that, lot of characters too, right? There are, um, and I wasn't. Yeah, connecting. I wasn't connecting to any of them, so I was I was getting a little worried that I wasn't going to enjoy the movie because mm-hmm. I wanted to to connect to at least one of the characters, and parts of it just felt a little 
like it, it just felt I wasn't feeling any depth from the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, they really started opening up that I started seeing like the layers peeled back, as I say. Um, and then that's when I really started enjoying it, when I started seeing a little bit more emotion coming out and they started feeling a little bit more real to me. Um, but yes, I do agree that it, it, it had a bit of a rocky start for, for myself as well. Um, but by the end, I was like, wow, I did not, <laughs> I did not know that I was going to feel <laughs> so moved by this movie. But um, so that's why I would watch it again, because it was like sort of like this journey for me that I took while watching it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll say that, you know, I did enjoy my time. So this isn't like one that I'm like, oh, I wish I'd never seen this. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy my time. It's just I've seen it. I'm ready to to move on to the next one. You know, sure. that, that's kind of how I feel. But let's go ahead and take a look at our, our main characters, of which there are many. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one really kind of sets itself apart. And I, I love that they did this. And I actually would love to see Hallmark do more of these types of films where we really have three main characters, in my opinion, that really take take the stage. I love this sort of sister relationship we have. Um, it's the three sisters. And I got really strong vibes of that old movie Now and Then, you know, with Christina Ricci, Rosie O'Donnell, Demi Moore's in there. You know, that, that kind of throwback kind of feeling. I, I guess when they're riding their bikes on the street, you know, it definitely felt like that Now and Then kind of, kind of feeling. Yeah, I definitely put Now and Then in my notes also. Um... I think we both said the same, even when I saw the previews. I guess it's just the bicycles, like women on bicycles just makes me think of now and then. Um, Women on bicycles reconnecting with their childhood, reconnecting with each other. Exactly. Uh, So yes, it definitely gave me those vibes as well, which excellent movie. Mm. Um, uh, But yeah, why don't I give a quick plot summary? Sure. Um, World famous, let's get it. And yes, this movie was different that it wasn't wasn't a normal movie. Uh, premise. So I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I'm, I'm excited. Well. I'm excited to hear this plot summary of a of a non traditional yeah. Hallmark <laughs> movie. Good luck. Charlotte, Nora, and Emily head back home for the first Christmas without their father. They've drifted apart over the years and now must work together for their father's tradition of a Christmas scavenger hunt to find the wishing bell. All three sisters lead such different lives but find common ground and their love for their father and each other. That was good. That was good. I, yeah. I, I was expecting like a book from you. You nailed it. Well, I tried to, I mean, there's no romance in there in that <laughs> plot summary because I don't think that was, you know, the point of the movie. Well, we've um, been saying that lately where Hallmark has these movies where romance doesn't take center stage as much as, much as it usually does. And yeah. It's an interesting sort of uh, take on things they're, they're working with. And my, you know, my position on this podcast might ha- be obsolete soon. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> time, to, time to, I guess I'm going to have to get a new partner. I'm going to have to bring someone else in. I'm, I'm going to start calling myself the hopeless friend. <laughs> the- hopeless relationship. <laughs> but no, I thought this was a, a beautiful story between mm-hmm. the three sisters and... I think maybe I connected with it more than you did so much because I have sisters and you don't. Yeah. And I mean, you're not a woman. I was, I mean, yes, <laughs> that I was wondering about that. Um, and there there were aspects of it where, you know, I it was hard for me to connect, but it did remind me to reach out to my brothers, right? So there was that aspect is like, man, I haven't called my brothers in, in a little bit. I really want to reach out to them and maybe plan like a little brother getaway or something. So 
it, it did kind of remind me of that, but it, yeah, because of the sister thing, it was hard for me to kind of see that relationship. Yes. So, so let's get into the main characters. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do it. So yes, we do have a lot of main characters in this movie Mm -hmm. and you know, we'll, we'll start the docket out with Aaron Cahill who plays Charlotte. She is the eldest sister and we should say that all of the sisters are adopted. Yeah. So I wasn't quite sure when that was going to be shown in the movie, but I thought it was a really great way how they sort of like led us into that, that storyline. Yeah, no, that was, it was really neat to see. Um, I was a little confused at first, Um, not in a bad way. I was just trying to figure out what was going on. And I kind of, I agree. I like how they sort of led us into it. Mm -hmm. And we love Aaron so much. Uh, You know, she she likes to play mo- in movies with uh, with bells. <laughs> One of our favorites of hers is Sleigh Bells Ring. Um, and then also, of course, A Timeless Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we have Allie Liebert, who plays Nora, uh, another sister. And she is wonderful as well. One of your favorites is she the, is. She is is the book. Of... You call it the bookstore one, but it's bookstore uh, ones. Plural. <laughs> yeah. It's plural now. Uh, a gift to remember. And then they have the sequel. But uh, and I stand by both of those movies. I actually think the sequel in some ways is better than the first. No, um, those are very, very sweet movies. Yeah, they're, they're really good. So yeah. I, was, I was happy to see her in this role. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in a minute. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see her again. And then newcomer to me is uh, Brittany Ishibashi, who plays Emily. I had not, I was not familiar with her work, but yeah, these are the, the three sisters. And like I said, it took, it took me a minute to, to feel the, the forged bond, but I think it actually made sense for the movie because they are sort of estranged at at the time where where we find them. Yeah. There's a line that the mom says where she says, you all have been apart longer than you've actually been together now. And I feel like that really resonated with me and kind of gave a lot of motivation to to these characters. Yeah. And then we have, of course, Wes Brown. Uh, oh, was he in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know he was in this movie. <laughs> he most certainly is in this movie. Uh, who plays Liam? Uh, he is the the childhood friend turned super handsome adult friend with a guitar yeah little little hipster liam over here (laughs) in in mississippi and we adore wes brown if you've listened to the podcast obviously um we love him Mm -hmm. uh christmas cookies is is a classic favorite it is is really good i forgot about how good that movie yeah uh the the christmas inn one oh yeah another good one and the the baseball one Sweet, sweet pecan summer. <laughs> yeah, so always a good time with with Wes Brown for sure. We also have, uh, I would say, she's pretty much a main character. Is the is their mom? Yes, for sure. 100%. And she is played by the the legend of of D Wallace, and I think she goes by is it D Wallace Stone um, now? But she she is just she is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had not seen her in a while either, but I remember her from the the new Lassie series, um, which maybe dates me <laughs> a little bit. Not the old. The I was going to say that, that so. would date. If you start <laughs> yeah. talking about the 1950s one, that would date you. She also was Ben Covington's mother in Felicity. So, oh. 
We didn't get that far if you if we kept watching. It was coming up. <laughs> um. So yeah, she was wonderful in this movie as well. And I'd also, you know, like I said, there's so many characters here. I really think that uh, Paul, the husband, needs a shout out as well because Emily's he was, husband. Yeah, he was a, a favorite character of mine. I really enjoyed his his sort of story arc here. Yeah, no, I have him down here as well. He was played by Ryan Sands, and yeah, he was amazing as well. I, I loved his character mm-hmm. too, especially the the little the relationship. I loved the scenes with him and and the mom. Right, like those yeah. those were such sweet scenes, and I really liked that sort of bond, like the relationship between those two. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I guess we can talk about a mute cute. It, it seems sort of not appropriate for this type of film because I don't think it's really based around the meet cute. Um, like I said, there's not a, a ton of romance here, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about how, you know, kind of Charlotte comes back and sees Wes Brown playing his guitar outside and waiting for, her, you know, picking her up in his old pickup truck. Like what a, what a, what a great little scene there. What a way to come home. huh? <laughs> Coming home to West Brown. I'd come home more often, Charlotte, if I were you, <laughs> that's what I came home to. Um, <laughs> You know, my whole thing was this whole time is like, why, what? Why have you not two gotten together before now? Again, like, what? We, exactly. that it's, it's happening a lot lately where you have these childhood friends and we don't get any reason why they're not together. And at least, and, and again, I'm going to mention Christmas sale. At least they addressed it. At least they gave me something. I still have the issue of why didn't these two get together? Except for she was leaving town. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is, you know, Charlotte's like a world traveler. So she's always on the go. She's never in one place. And Liam, you know, is there. That's his home. So I guess that's the only thing I can think of. But surely they've had a relationships kiss. A kiss. before that they've never even, you know, talked about. No. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Two best friends, very attractive Obviously, there's chemistry. What are you doing here? But yeah. he was too busy with his band and his hat collection, which is amazing, by the way. Yes. Again, we have hats in a Hallmark movie. There's a scene with Wes Brown rocking this beautiful hat. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when we were talking to Nathan Michael Fletcher, he he was mentioning that hats were a hard thing to kind of pitch in these Hallmark movies. Lately, the hat game in Hallmark movies through the roof. Total chef kiss on the hat game lately. Yeah, I loved this look uh, for for Liam, for mm. Wes Brown, even. Yeah. Uh, the the vest and, and the hat. Um, and the guitar. And the guitar. <laughs> definitely hipster vibes, but he was looking adorbs. So, yeah, they meet. Everything's good. And, oh. <laughs> I mean, it was a cute meet cute. We have to say. I mean, I know romance wasn't the, the main uh, focus of this movie, but this was a very cute meet cute. And oh. I really did like Aaron and Wes together in this movie. Yeah, no, I did too. And I like that immediately we see that this is going to be a family affair. Liam brings her back to uh, her house where the mom is waiting. And it's just such a big Southern welcome. You know, all the sisters are there. Paul is there. And the mom has jambalaya on the stove and cornbread cooking. And it made me think of my mom. It made me think of my family. And just what a, what a great warm welcome for her to come home to. And there's this great scene with uh, Liam and Paul when Liam's like, look, I can't stay. And uh, he's talking to Paul and he's like, look, if things get crazy with these sisters, you let me know. I'm five minutes down the road. And Paul's like, everything's going to be fine. And he's just like, 
five minutes down the road. I loved it. I loved that. I wish I could have seen more scenes with Paul and Liam together. I, I like that. Yeah, I was waiting for the scene where Paul calls Liam up yeah. and is like, man, I'm so glad you were five minutes away because I need this time time away. Uh, I kept waiting for that scene to happen and, and it didn't. And it didn't because, I mean, they're setting this up. Like the whole premise right now is that these sisters are not going to be happy with each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say, I didn't really see that at first. There was a little bit of sniping but not as much as I would have thought. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish there had been more conflict right at the beginning. Yeah, it definitely was awkward. I mean, you could tell they hadn't been around each other in mm. a while. So we have that sort of meaning, uh, like you said, and they're kind of just standing in the hallway and Liam has to sort of like push Charlotte forward, like Merry Christmas, you know, break the ice and you right. see right away see what kind of, where he kind of fits in with the whole family dynamic He's, I guess, sort of the one that's like the 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 peacekeeper or whatever you want to call it. But um, I thought that was really a really cute way to sort of like introduce his character and like yeah. how he is with the family. Yeah, I agree. I, def I, I like that. Yeah. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, there's a flashback in the beginning where these characters are all girls and they're on a, a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. And this is a real scavenger hunt. This is not one of those those fake scavenger hunts. This <laughs> is a legit scavenger hunt with clues and and they're searching everywhere. This scene, because it's kind of pivotal for the, the entire film, it felt a little too saccharine for me. You know, it was a little mm -hmm. too sugary sweet. Um, and that's and I was worried because this is like the first time we, we kind of see mm -hmm. the, the movie, right? Um, but I will say I did appreciate I did appreciate I did appreciate that these little girls that were playing the characters had southern accents. You know, it was like a southern town, it looked like Savannah to me. Um, and these girls had Southern accents, and I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, no, I agree that it, I was a little, it, it was like foreboding that I was like, oh no, is this movie going to be a little cheesier, mm -hmm. a little too perfectly, you know. Yeah, it's too like, perfect. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I meant. Like, I, I, you know, I like a little depth to my characters. Obviously, we watch these movies to make us happy and like a, an escape from, you know, the real world. But you also want to feel that it's g genuine, right. you know, and so sometimes when it's a little too cookie cutter, it can kind of take you out of, you know, the moment. So I agree. But I did like that we got that. Uh, it was a very nice way to like showcase, like you said, the whole premise oh, of, we needed of the movie. We definitely needed um, it. And the movie was actually not Savannah. It was actually in natchez mississippi where they are in the movie they actually shot there they actually shot where they were talking oh wow yeah imagine, how often, how often imagine do you see that? that i mean come on it's crazy. um but let's talk about this location yeah. i'm from louisiana and i've been to mississippi numerous times but i've never been to natchez um and i don't know why like this place looked beautiful oh my and goodness the location i mean their house in particular it's like right on the water there's a river there it looked it had the small time it had the small town vibes but with like a larger city kind of mentality mm -hmm. in certain areas it was awesome like it, it was almost like a publicity piece to get me to go there because i want to go there right now like it was gorgeous yeah and oh the house uh mm -hmm. you know the house that they grew up in every time they would cut to that scene of it outside at night like all lit up and decorated i was just like mm, oh my gosh so well, beautiful I, I, so i do have to say real quick a little quick little technical aside they, i don't know if you call it this every time they would cut to the house the exterior of the house they would always try and like do an orbit around the house like the camera would be like moving over the house and it it they did it so often that it became just a little too too gimmicky for me do you see that 
I didn't notice. I guess I was just uh, I was just thralled by the lights. Uh, yeah, I was just taken <laughs> back by the beauty of the the Christmas lights and the house itself. Yeah. Uh, so no, they did no. a great job decorating. I mean, some of these, you know, we talk about set design a lot, and the set designers on this did a wonderful job of making it feel homey lived in warm all that stuff yeah i mean every every location really in the movie you know the little shops they go to mm -hmm. and the restaurants and yeah it definitely felt like you know like a, a commercial like destination visit natchez mississippi because i mean yeah you're watching it and you're just thinking this place is looks really lovely yes. like i would want to visit here and speaking of houses, uh, it's not in the movie for very long, but Liam's dad's house, when there's oh, the yeah. scene where he's like helping put up the lights for him. And it's like this amazing, like sort of like olive greenish color mm -hmm. house, I think. No, it's like an olive green. It, um, it looked kind of Victorian-esque. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful home. And yeah, so that does sort of remind me of like the old uh, sort of like New Orleans or Savannah type houses. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, just I loved the, the the locations. So if we can, I need to discuss with you about how bells work because okay. the whole story with this thing is that the father's grandfather made a bell out of wood. Is that a real thing? Can you make a bell out of wood? Can you make a bell out of wood that rings like that? To me, it would have to have some sort of you know brass or metal interior to make that ringing sound. Do you know what I mean? Like. Am I overthinking this bell? Um, this ma it's a magic bell too, so maybe maybe that has something to do with it. But am I overthinking the magic? That bell? is the magic that it can ring on wood. <laughs> uh, I really did do not know, and I did not think about it. Okay. But that is a it is a good question that you pose here <laughs> about how bells um, work because it also <laughs> cracks at some point in the movie. Yep. So if it was wood, how would that? have happened i don't know I, I feel like we need to discuss with a bell expert maybe if anyone out there makes bells for a living please reach out to us uh i would love to talk bells with someone obviously they're, they're looking for the bell their their father has passed on he's kind of left them this scavenger hunt that the girls go on and they, they reconnect through this scavenger hunt that they do i love adult scavenger hunts i mean these these three sisters go all out they have a crime board in the garage with like red string, <laughs> clues everywhere. Like they are in it to win it. And this to me seems like so much fun. This is the kind of stuff I would do if I was on a scavenger hunt. I would have like 20 crime boards all littered throughout. It was awesome to see. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, scenes of the scavenger hunt was where they have to go. One of the clues leads them to this big uh, steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the water and I feel like this is kind of where I started feeling a little bit more from them uh, kind of getting a little bit uh, more of a feel for their personalities and because uh, it was just like a silly fun scene you know they're mm -hmm. they're sneaking on to the boat because it's closed and then Charlotte has says she's going to stay back and so they sneak on and you know the the boat captain shows up and Charlotte has to like stall him and it's just a really funny cute scene and so i started i started really like feeling a little bit more personality from the sisters like of them together and even individually and that was just a really fun scene it, it really was and you know it, it it doesn't make any sense to me because it's like of course that boat captain would let you on he seems to like you yeah. a lot like it's just it's so ridiculous but it, it totally works and yeah i agree that's when they started reconnecting um and and i and I agree. That's when they started to really kind of connect for me. Uh, and we get to see their relationship and how they are with each other. 
And to me, it feels like a very difficult thing to do. We've talked about this before, you know, playing the role of sisters, playing the role of best friends. And I bought these people as sisters, you know, by the end of this movie, I believe that these people were sisters and that they had grown together throughout this journey they've been on. Yeah. And I think it makes sense and maybe why we weren't connected as much because they weren't connected as much when they first Mm -hmm. get together. So you slowly sort of feel them connecting more as the movies go as the movie goes on, where in turn we start connecting more with them as well. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a neat way to play it. And I don't know if it was supposed to be that way, but that's how I interpreted it. And so, yeah, the relationship to me, it made sense because they're all very different they all played played these characters very well let's go ahead and let's talk some lighting let's get some lighting on the table because <laughs> i have some i have some thoughts to me you know this lighting was very kind of traditional hallmark it was extremely soft lighting uh hardly any of those contour shadows that i really like on them um and so you know if it, again this kind of lighting is not my style it was done very well though so i will say that but just personally just not what I like to see. It just it's a little too um, too staged for me. We don't have that sort of real realism to it that I, that I like to see in my lighting. And there's also I don't know if you called this. There's a little bit of like a yellow cast to it. Sometimes it was an almost like a weird color grading on some of these shots where they really pumped the yellows up in this. I was gonna say it was a very warm yeah movie. Um, very yeah yellow sort of like sepia kind of tones and you can do that well there are movies that do that well like in the uh the bruce camel one we just watched where they really played up the yellows and the blues Uh, but this just kind of missed the mark for me in that regard but in terms of just character lighting in the interiors very well just not my style but I, yeah. I still give it a nice little thumbs up yeah no i i mean i didn't mind it at all i mean it was very warm but i i think it it fit the setting of the movie mm-hmm. I thought the colors were very rich. You know, like you said, we didn't have a lot of contrast, but I didn't mind it. And it, it felt different. Like, it felt like it had a different look. I don't know if it's because it was a Hallmark Movies now, so maybe, like, a different production company or something, but it had, like, a different feel to it. I don't know. I, I mean, if they're getting some, you know, money from us for their channel, I hope they're putting it to good use. <laughs> from our seven-day free our trial. From our seven-day free trial. I hope they're putting that seven-day free trial to good use. Uh, but I don't know if you caught this, the youngest sister, Nora, web designer, Hallmark is bringing back web design. For those of you that have watched as many of these films as I have, y'all know that app design, web design is a big thing for Hallmark and they're bringing it back. Uh, and web design is very different from website design, <laughs> which is what uh, one of the characters in Sweet Autumn went to school for. But. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hallmark's bringing back web design. I, I hope next year we get to see some app design. Those are always a fun one too. I joke, but I do like to see jobs that are a little bit more unusual, um, like an animator or stuff like that. You know? And speaking of Nora, uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of romance in this movie because it was about the sisters' relationship, but uh, we got wonderful romance with, you know, Liam and Charlotte mm-hmm. um, but we also I mean they're honestly the romance was all of the sisters had relationship uh, little romance si- side stories so uh, for Nora which was wonderful she has this fun cute little thing with I guess it's a, a tourist mm-hmm. she's a tourist that shows up and they meet in line to get some 
some mud pie yeah, desserts. Sure. And yeah, this was a really fun thing for, for this character. And I really loved seeing it. And she has a little uh, romance with Maisie. Uh, who was great. I thought that they were super cute together and I really liked their storyline. I did too. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time we've seen a main character lesbian relationship in a Hallmark film? I mean, I think this is the first time we've gotten a kiss. Mm -hmm. I would have to say. I don't... They've had, you know, we just saw in Coyote Creek, they've had like where the characters have had like crushes or little, you know... I definitely uh, can see that they're upping their game with the inclusivity and uh, giving us more storylines, you know, showing all kinds of love, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think this definitely was the most uh, well-established uh, lesbian relationship that that we've had from, from what I can remember. And especially from someone who I would consider to be one of the leads, I think is a huge thing and a great thing that they're doing. And, and I honestly would love to see more of this because... Their relationship, the the progression of it was was beautiful to me. I, I love the flirting that they did. There's a line that Maisie says to her where they're they're kind of talking about careers and life choices, and Maisie says, you know, uh, sometimes it's just sometimes you just have to keep getting up in the morning. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And I love that line because I, I feel like that's so apt. You know, as an artist myself, you know, I definitely feel those struggles, and so. Hearing that from another artist or a character playing artist just really, really resonated with me. Yeah, I really connected with the the Nora character and that she's kind of like trying to find her way. Like she isn't quite sure what she wants to do, um, you know, career wise. And she's kind of, you know, she moved back home with her mom after her, her business kind of failed. And she's just a little lost. And yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, just if you don't have like a, a full set career path yeah. and you're, you know, trying to find your way. So oh, sure. I really thought that was a wonderful thing to showcase. And Maisie is sort of there like helping her and she kind of leans on her, you know, with the stuff that she's going through and finds that sort of uh, solace in Maisie. And so, yeah, I thought that was a beautiful uh, storyline as well as all like for Emily as well. Um, they really, this movie was kind of like, they tackled all of these sort of big issues, but in such a really well thought out, beautiful way. Cause we have Emily and Paul who are also wonderful together. And, you know, they're dealing with, do they want to have uh, a child or not? And this storyline to me, I felt was so important and definitely not talked enough about uh, not on Hallmark or really, you know, or really any sort of movie or, or TV shows, but of the fact that Emily just doesn't know if she wants to have kids at all. Right. And it's sort of like they we just have these really great conversations about it that to me, I think is so important and not talked enough about that sometimes, you know, women, it's okay. It's okay if you don't want to have kids and it's totally normal, um, you know, because society, that's a lot of pressure that women are supposed to have children and that's what you do. You get married and you have kids. So I just thought this was a really wonderful um, storyline that they that they put here, put, yeah, in, put in here. I did too. I mean, like I said, Paul's one of my favorite characters in this film um, and the conversations that he has with, with Emily are, are just great. And, and when she finally kind of tells him, you know, after the mom gives her the, the crib, which is gorgeous, by the way. Uh, you know, she talks to Paul finally and kind of opens up about her feelings and what she wants. And the way he responds to it, I, I thought was very realistic. It wasn't that 
he was mad or angry or that everything was going to be fine. But he's like, I just need to take a walk. I need to process my feelings. Mm -hmm. And that was such a, an adult thing to say. Sometimes these movies, we kind of miss on those adult conversations. And, and this felt very true to life and very appreciative that it was in the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, all three sisters are kind of dealing with their own little thing or big things. Uh, and uh, and then, of course, we have Charlotte with searching for her birth mother. And, you know, a lot of times when when movies try to put in so much, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But I, for me personally, thought it all worked really well. Like I never felt bogged down with like, oh, all of this drama or yeah. this is this is too much for me. Um, I thought they did a really good job of, you know, telling all of their stories and it all making sense and like working together and again i thought this was a really wonderful scene where charlotte goes to to see her biological mom and it yeah it was just i don't know it was just really lovely like i felt it was casted great like i felt like i could see similarities be between them and um it felt to me like a genuine conversation, like her mom, you know, kind of just that sort of like wanderer and like Charlotte kind of sees where she gets that from. So, yeah, I thought that was a, a really great scene uh, between those two. So back to a little romance. The littlest romance there is in this film. Yes. So my favorite scene with Liam and Charlotte is when they are in his like old timey car mm -hmm. and he takes her to, I guess, I guess it's like a sort of Christmas light display. I don't know. That was, it was kind of weird because they were really close to that house. <laughs> I know. And so I thought there was going to be like a screen dropping down or something, but it was, it was a little, it was a little odd. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a drive-in theater type deal and maybe it was and we just didn't get to see it, but. Nope. People just come from miles around to sit in front of a house for hours and hours. That's, that's the thing to do in, in Manchester. I mean, I do enjoy driving around and looking at Christmas lights, uh, but yeah, just sitting at one particular <laughs> house, I don't know. But, you know, Charlotte's kind of, she's mentioning that she'd, you know, love for him to come and visit her. And, and then she's like, but the only thing is, I might not want you to leave. Mm. And I mean. You always want to hear that. That's, 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 that's the good good right that's there. That's the line. <laughs> That's the good good. That's the good good. Um, well, we also we get some more good good right after because Liam, <laughs> he he's picking up what she's putting down, and we get a kiss. Nice. Yep. We get a before end kiss, which you know my my fun little campfire rating. I would give this kiss uh, solid sparks. Solid sparks. What about what about Nora's kiss? I mean, I agree with you. Sparks makes sense for this one. What about Nora's kiss? Oh, yes. Um, I was going to get to that. But yeah, the Nora and Maisie kiss, I gave it a uh, kindling. It was very sweet, tender. I think it was a nice kiss for their, you know, first kiss. And, you know, she gives her the the little ornament, mm -hmm. the Mississippi ornament, which is really sweet. Uh, so, yeah, I think theirs was kindling and, you know, the potential was there. It was very sweet. And then the, yeah, Liam and Charlotte. Sparks. Sparks. They a little bit more. They have a lot more backstory, a lot more history. So there was like a lot more behind that There's kiss. That anticipation. Yeah, that years kiss, of building. That, that is a really long time to wait for a kiss. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a nice kiss. Nice. All right. I would love to know though, just for the record, what they were doing there. So if someone could reach out to us, was it a drive-in kind of deal? Was it just a Christmas lights kind of thing, or was it just where people park and make out? 
All those things I would love to know. If you can get back to me, I'd appreciate it. Well, I do want to shout shout out Audrey Shulman, uh, who worked on this movie uh, for writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. She did the teleplay. We love her. She did As Luck Would Have It. If you listen to the podcast, you know we adore that movie. Um, So yes, great job with this film, Audrey. And also the director as well. Yes, the director of this movie is McLean Nelson. Uh, He worked on Christmas in Vienna, which we... We loved that movie, but not for the romance, if you listen to our review. But beautiful. (laughs) For all the wrong wrong reasons. (laughs) Beautiful movie. Uh, He did Small Town Christmas, which we also love, which was that fun Jimmy Stewart Palaha movie. And fun fact, he is married to a fellow Hallmark director uh, that we love also, Claire Naderbroom. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Husband and wife directors. That's That's, fun. Yeah, that's cool. So let's go... Let's go ahead and get into the one thing we all love to hate, which is the conflict of this film. And and honestly, I mean, I think we all saw where this was coming from and it wasn't, uh, you know, made up. Someone didn't hear something on a phone call or something like that. It felt like a realistic conflict, but mm-hmm. it's centered around Charlotte, you know, not telling her family about her biological mother, meeting her biological mother. Um, yeah, because she lies about it. It's not that she, you know, found her. She she lied. She yeah. just flat out lied and said, "Hey, I'm going to do something." Everyone could tell something's up with Charlotte. She mm. seems a little, a little shady. Sus. Yeah, a little, a little sus. sus. And so she lies about it. Now, I'm a little iffy about this conflict because I don't quite understand why they're so upset with her. It's like, okay, I get that she lied. But at the same time, I understand like the meaning behind her lies. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's like a big thing. So I, she's scared and frightened, and yet, I the sister's reaction to it was a little over the top. I thought they would have been a, a bit understanding. Um, yeah, nor- because go ahead. Yeah, because they had kind of uh, Charlotte had kind of uh, you know sussed them out a little bit yeah. earlier, kind of bringing up, "Do you guys did you ever look for your?" biological parents or you know was there any interest in that and they kind of they weren't where charlotte was you know they emily kind of didn't really have any interest in it she was like you know this is my family and nora mentions like yeah i reached out but then it wasn't it didn't really lead to anything like you know that you know they both felt that this was their family and they didn't really need to look any further. So it's a little different for Charlotte. She has this need and this want to find her biological mom. So I understand why she didn't tell him because she feels like they maybe wouldn't understand right. from that earlier conversation that they had. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of get real mad at her and drive off on their, their bikes. And, you know, Nora even says, you know, that, I mean, Charlotte's basically talking about how, you know, part of her has been missing. And then Nora comes back at her and says, the only part of you that is missing is the part that wants to be. Mm. I know. It was, pretty, it was a, pretty it was good, a good line. Pretty good line. So, yeah, it seemed a little exaggerated that they would react such a way. I get they're hurt. But at the same time, I, I felt like they should have been a little bit more understanding. Um, but that conversation afterwards that, that Charlotte has with the, her, you know, her, her mom, not her biological mom, but her mother, uh, that was very painful to see. Um, this, yeah, that... that that hit. Yeah, it's also a great way that they showcase the the way like how different these sisters are and how they deal with emotion. Mm-hmm. So for them to react that way, they they also show how they each sort of deal with grief and their father. And that was like a big thing for me was I felt like Emily and Nora kind of were disconnected from the grief. Like they didn't seem 
to be as sorrowful, I think, as Charlotte was at first. Like, and so I was kind of like figuring out where they were emotional. Cause I'm yeah. thinking this movie, you know, their father's past or scavenger, scavenger hunt. I'm thinking they come home for Christmas. This movie is just going to be sad throughout. Like the emotion is just going to be all over the place, like movies and mystery style. And I didn't really get that until mm-hmm. like midway through the movie. And there's this scene where they go to the church. One of the clues leads them to this church. And this scene to me is where they kind of show and they even talk about it that they they even say like everyone grieves differently so charlotte was really hard for her so that's why she had to go away and i think they sort of resented that um you know the other sisters but it does go to show like everyone's different you know i know me and my sisters we're all different (laughs) in different levels of emotion and how we process our emotions so i thought that was very believable and i love that they kind of showcase that that they all sort of grieve differently and feel differently yeah. about about you know different situations. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Again, we have these sort of realistic conversations in this movie that really kind of hit home and, and make it feel like a real family and these real connections that are happening right in front of us. Yeah. And so, but then, you know, because uh, I, I was waiting for it, I kept thinking, oh, this movie, you know, the dad's dead. Like, where? why am I not crying? Like, wh- where's the emotion? Um, and then the the back half of this movie, the back half of this movie, like woke up and chose tears. <laughs> woke up it was tears. like, you know what, Stephanie? Here you go. This is this is the emotion. These are the tears that you've been wanting. Wow. Like the last, I want to say, 30, 40 minutes of this movie, I think I was just I was just wrecked. I was just a sobbing mess. And if you remember, I think I had to walk away <laughs> for a second. It's like, whoa, wh- what has happened? They were like, how many times can we make Stephanie cry in, you know, 30 minutes? And it was a lot. It was a lot. But e- there's this, uh, so they, you know, they all open up and apologize to each other, the scene. And this this is where it starts. I mean, it kind of started in the church when they're crying. And then, and then they sort of all open up and sort of apologize for, you know, not keeping in touch and different things. And like, they each kind of like take their turn. And I'm just like, you know, oh my gosh, like to me, yeah, the back half of this movie really just the the performances, like the emotion for me was just like on another level. Like I was just a, a sobbing mess. Yeah, no, the, the back half was was definitely a lot more emotional. It didn't it didn't hit me as hard as, as it did you. Sisters. It's a it's a sister thing, it's a sister I think. Thing. Yeah. It's a sister thing. Um, but it definitely I will say the the performances were just phenomenal in this later half of the film. Yeah, the talk that she has uh, with her her mom uh, also really wrecked me as well. You know, that she has to open up to her and tell her that she lied and that she went to see her, her biological mom. I just think, you know, Dee Wallace played this so perfectly. You know, she says this wonderful line that just shows you what an amazing woman she is. And she's like, well, I just wish I had known. She's like, so I, cause, so I could have sent my gratitude. Mm, mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so I thought that scene was so beautifully done. And yeah, just, you know, nonstop, nonstop tears for me. Yeah, that, that one hit. That one hit hard for sure. The only thing that I feel like it fell flat for me was, you know, the mom has been working on this big display uh, for their their Christmas, like town, uh, town fair. I don't know. what I forget what they called it exactly, but. You remember like a Christmas village or? It's, it's a project that she's where It's like a display. Um, the like town maybe does it's like, like a, Christmas displays basically. Yeah. So the mom's working on something 
And, you know, she's been working on it. We hear about it from the very start of the film. So I'm expecting, you know, some fireworks here. What we get instead just did not did not strike a chord with me. It felt felt a little cheesy to me. What what did you feel about it? It looks like a I don't know. What what did you think about it? Yeah, I'm not really sure. It was kind of just like a like a cardboard cutout of a scene with a bell. And it looks She's like she a master kind of... woodcarver. Like, oh, was that supposed to be wood? It was Maybe to be wood. I thought it was like a cardboard. That's what I'm saying. Like she's a master woodworker. You, you saw the crib she made, so we know she can do some stuff. And so she's busy. She was busy working on the scavenger hunt. First of all, we find true. out she's the one that did all the clues. I like that. There's there's kind of that mystery. Like did how the dad couldn't have done it, and they then they thought Liam did it for a while. Maybe even Paul, but it was the mom. Um. So yeah, she was busy with that. So I guess she couldn't. You know put everything into the into the project although I, everyone I seemed more. everyone seemed to love it so maybe they were blown maybe away. we just they like almost passed out it was so beautiful maybe but. for this town and the displays like this was top <laughs> this was, notch this was a top notch display oh my goodness <laughs> i would agree with you if i hadn't seen that crib that crib yeah come on come on um and then also real quick i just want to kind of mention the food in this film absolutely wonderful I love that they're showcasing, you know, jambalaya, cornbread that I mentioned earlier. Also, shrimp and grits, po'boys. Oh, yeah. Po'boys. It was making me miss home. I, I was like, oh, I miss po'boys. It's great to see. And also, we have some some music. You know, the music in this film, uh, I thought it was done really well. We, it doesn't, you know, we don't have that cheesy music, that cheesy jingle overtaking everything. There's actually a little bit of banjo in the background on some scenes. Mm -hmm. And we also have Wes Brown singing this great Christmas carol that I'd never heard before. I don't know if they made it up this movie or if it's a real one or. Yeah, I would imagine it's real. Uh, but I thought that was really neat that they they added, you know, Wes singing in the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was like cool. They played it at the end credits too. Oh, yeah. It was a fun song. Yeah, I was, I was into it. I was vibing. Yeah, it definitely, like the whole movie had this nice like Southern uh, charm feel that, yeah, definitely made me feel like home because I mean, Mississippi to me is like very, you know, akin to to Louisiana. So it definitely was was bringing me some home feels for mm -hmm. sure. And then, you know, we wrap it up. They we have I'm not really sure why Liam is uh, singing on the steps on Christmas morning. On Christmas morning. I don't know if they they planned that meeting or not. I hope they did because it's super weird. Because otherwise. he's there again with the sign on his guitar. I guess it's still there from when he picked her up. So, yeah, wasn't really sure why he was there on the steps playing for no one. But Charlotte meets up and it was really cute. We get another kiss. I would say sparks were flying there as well. And two sparks. Nice. And yeah, once we have the, the amazing project that the mother <laughs> reveals, they all kind of just like huddle up together and hug for like a really long time. And yeah, it was I mean, this movie was it was very unexpected to me. I thought I, th I knew it was going to be cute. I wasn't expecting it to wreck me the way that it did. Uh, I guess, you know, just missing my family, missing my sisters, like the the sister bond. Yeah, that just really got to me. So really beautifully done. A beautiful story. I mm -hmm. like that this was a little bit different. And yeah, all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I did too. I did too. I, like I said, I, it's not one that I'd want to see again anytime soon, but it's definitely one that I thought was good. And there's a lot of elements that I think Hallmark should definitely take upon and expand. Um, so this is definitely one that I would recommend watching. And yeah, I would say it's worth the the seven day free trial. 
Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Get on that seven day free trial right away. Trust me. It's worth it. Plus window Wonderland is on Hallmark now as well. Yes. We need to watch it before our seven, oh, man, seven days. Is clock's up. ticking. Clock is ticking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, really appreciate you all. We're still you know, moving right along during countdown to Christmas. We are getting into the Thanksgiving era. Uh, which is the... All the heavy, heavy hitters are coming. Yeah, but it's funny to me because the first part of these, these the first part of Counting the Christmas has been super strong. There have been some great ones so far, so I'm well, hoping... I'm t- I'm, I mean, like the, the, you know, like we have the CCB movie yeah, coming, yeah. the Tyler Hines movie coming, yeah. But in so. terms of quality, I'm just saying... Oh, no, yeah, I've been notch. very impressed, top yeah, notch. so far. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to like subscribe follow thumbs up, follow review you know we say this all the time but reviews truly truly help us out um and we're greatly appreciative of it yeah and you know all the comments and messages that you guys continue to send us we love it we encourage mm-hmm. it uh we think you guys are wonderful and we really do appreciate the support and the engagement that you guys show with us it makes us so happy mm-hmm. and uh yeah we will have another episode soon um, the other two we're doing five minutes more with Nikki Deloche. Ooh. Guess we're gonna get the the tissue box for ran that out, one. Ran out. For the- <laughs> I, I ran out for this movie. <laughs> Got to go buy some more. Um, and then I we're doing the uh, Terry Hatcher movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Kiss for Christmas, which I think there's a little time travel in that one Ooh. as well. So that should be fun. So stay tuned for those reviews, and we'll catch you next time. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.